Welcome to the Cool Things Entrepreneurs Do podcast with your host, Tom Singer. In each episode, we explore the interesting lives of business leaders, entrepreneurs, solopreneurs, and others who have a healthy dose of the entrepreneurial spirit. It is time to explore something cool. Now, here is your host, Tom Singer. Hello, and welcome to another episode of Cool Things Entrepreneurs Do. Thanks again for tuning in and being part of what has now grown to over 253 episodes of this little show that I started. And I started it two and a half years ago, and we just continue to interview really cool people. And sometimes I do a show like this one where it's just me talking with the audience. I am really, really grateful for so many things. But one of the things I'm really grateful for is the people who have responded to this show. I love it when I get an email from you. I absolutely go crazy when people follow me on Facebook or on Twitter and say that they listen to the show and share feedback and ideas. So I really want, if you're a regular listener to this show, I want you to tell me what it is you like about this show. Tell me what the things are that are the best episodes. And also, if there's anything you think I could do better, I am really going to continue to make this show a central part of my business, but in order to make it worthwhile, I have to hear from you. So I just want to put it out there. Reach out to me at Tom, T-H-O-M, at TomSinger.com, or on Twitter, at Cool Podcast, and let me know what I can do to make this show show more valuable for you. Because the idea is, is when we listen to entrepreneurs tell their story, we can find a little bit of inspiration. And it's inspiration that keeps me going. I have been working for myself for eight years. Now, I will tell you, there are days I wake up and I think, yeah, I wish that I could, you know, just have a steady paycheck. I wish I could be one of these people who just, you know, went to work every day, got a big salary and didn't have to worry. But my career didn't work out that way for me. I I had a lot of jobs and I was very successful. However, I had to worry because of the recession and different things in the economy that went up and down. I got laid off several times and I never, ever was able to get back to having that trust of an employer where we actually created a mutually beneficial relationship. And the last time it happened to me when I got laid off eight years ago, I decided I was going to make a run at working for myself. And yet... I was in my mid-40s. I'd always had this little tingling that I wanted to do something entrepreneurial, but I never followed my dream. I never went for it. I didn't have the self-confidence. I didn't have the, the drive to really go out and do it. So I was scared when I started eight years ago that I could fail miserably. And I still have that same fear. I still could fail miserably, even though I have a sustainable business and the phone keeps ringing and clients seem to like the work that I do. And I get to work in in unique settings and do different things all the time. But I still suffer from that that thing of I wish I had started earlier. Someone interviewed me on another podcast and they asked me, do you have any regrets? And I said, the only regret I have is I didn't strike out on my own at an earlier time. But then someone who heard that on that show said to me, yeah, but if you had started earlier, you wouldn't have had the life experiences that has allowed you to be successful as a professional speaker and a trainer. Because if you hadn't worked for all those different companies, if you hadn't had the successes and the failures that you had along the way, you never would have been able to get there. And 
I think maybe there's some truth to that. We sort of have to follow the journey that we're on and accept that there's going to be hills and valleys. We're going to go up and down and just keep pushing forward. Recently, a friend of mine shared with me a fact that his daughter had tried out for the cheerleading squad at her school, and it didn't work out. She had been on the freshman team but did not make the JV team, and she was devastated, as as a 15-year-old girl might be. She was very upset, and she woke up the next day and said, okay, what am I going to try for next? And he was pretty impressed that she had, you know, after a, a devastation like this, was ready to go try out for something else, for another, you know, uh, another activity at school that she may or may not be able to make. And she said, you know, I only know one thing is true, and that is 100% of the people who don't try out don't make the team. So she had to go try for something new. What 15-year-old does that? That's exciting. That's thrilling. I think this girl might go and take over the world someday. My own daughters are that way. If they try for something and it doesn't work out, yeah, they're going to be kids. They're going to be upset. But then they find a way to get what they want out of that experience. So I today am really focused on the fact that time hasn't passed us by no matter what age we are. So this last week, I went out to the Grand Canyon with my wife and one of my daughters and a a family friend and and his wife and daughter, and we had a wonderful four-day vacation. I don't know if you've ever been to the Grand Canyon, but I'm going to just tell you right up front, you should go. Now, my wife has wanted to go for years, and I have always poo-pooed it and always found ways to do different things for our vacation. I have always been more of a city traveler, as is my wife. So this idea of going to the Grand Canyon never really gelled with the things that we like to do. We like to go to New York and Chicago and Seattle and San Francisco, San Diego. We have taken the family to Europe and we've hit, you know, France and and Rome. We have done the big cities. That's what we like to do. We like to see the sights of the big city. We're not really beach people. We're not really go camping or hiking people. But my wife has always wanted to do the Grand Canyon. And this year, I acquiesced and we decided that we would go do that. Well, I will tell you something. I was absolutely blown away. We spent a day in Sedona, which was amazing. I learned why so many people fall in love with Sedona. I I did. I would move to Sedona tomorrow and just look at those red rocks and sit there and just find peace with my soul every single day. I get it. And then we spent two days at the Grand Canyon. And here's the really cool thing. The Grand Canyon, it is grand. It is awesome. And you cannot stand on the rim of the Grand Canyon and look out across that 8 to 10 mile expanse and see the different layers and the different colors and not feel something about the majesty of the planet that we live in. There is probably no other place on this world that is as beautiful and as heart-wrenching as the Grand Canyon. I could go on and on. We actually did a hike where we went about an hour and a half, about a mile and a half down the canyon, and then we hiked back. It's a little different than hiking a mountain where you hike all the way to the top, you get there, and you go, yay, and then you get to come down. Here, you go to the bottom, and you go, yay, and then you have to hike all the way back up. Now, of course, we didn't go to the bottom. We only went about a third of the way down the canyon, but it was a pretty strenuous hike, and I could never have done this three years ago when I weighed 30 pounds more, and I wasn't running, and I wasn't in shape. I, I would have been one of these people who was not you know, they would need to send in a helicopter to save me because I wouldn't have ever gotten out. But this trip was great. And then on the way back to the Phoenix airport, we had some time to kill and we decided to go to Taliesin West, which is the Western studio, the Western school of the Frank Lloyd Wright School of Architecture. Now, Frank Lloyd Wright didn't want to be in the winters of Wisconsin and, and who can blame him? So he would move 
all of his apprentices, everybody who he was training and his architecture business to Phoenix for the cold part of the year. And they would work out there. And they built a very interesting compound that is now uh, a national park, I mean, a registered historical landmark. And while it's still a working architecture school, you can go for tours. And I had actually done it once before, but my wife has always wanted to go to that. And even the second time, it was absolutely amazing. But here's what really got to me. And here's what I wanted to bring to this show today. They had an interesting statistic about Frank Lloyd Wright. And he is probably, if you were to say who's a famous architect, he's probably the only name most people would be able to pull out of a hat. Frank Lloyd Wright is a legend. He is famous unto himself as an architect. Yet, during his lifetime, he never received a giant commission. He never did a big government contract or a large bank in a major city because they went with more traditional architecture firms, larger firms for those big things. However, he designed a lot of smaller project and a whole lot of houses, and he was groundbreaking in the way he did things. But the interesting statistic was that two-thirds of his celebrated work, things like falling water, things like that if you look at you say, oh, that's a Frank Lloyd Wright house. Two-thirds of his celebrated work happened between the ages of 65 and 91. And when the tour guide said that, that really stuck with me. Two-thirds of the work of this legend happened in the last third of his life. Now, if you listen to this show, you know that I am really caught up with this whole idea of making 50 to 75. I used to say 50 to 70, but I've now broken it up into quadrants, making 50 to 75 the best years of my life. I expect to have more success, and I certainly expect to have more fun from 50 to 75. My oldest daughter said, wait a second, what about 25 to 50? Wasn't that fun? It was great. But it's hard work raising kids and trying to figure out your career path in the world and navigate the ups and downs of everything that happens during that stage of your life. From 50 to 75, I intend to be successful and I intend not to let the grind and the bullshit get me down. I intend to make this the most productive and the most fun time ever. And I'm almost one year into that. And I'll tell you, it's happening. Things like this Grand Canyon trip have been one of the greatest times I've ever had. It was wonderful. But it's still ringing in the back of my mind. That little last minute decision to go spend a couple of, a couple of hours at Taliesin West, even after all of the majesty of Sedona and the Grand Canyon, it's still humming in the back of my head that Frank Lloyd Wright did two thirds of his celebrated work after the age of 65. So if you're sitting there thinking, oh my gosh, I should have started earlier. I told you my only regret was I didn't start my own business earlier. If you're thinking, I should have done that, I should have started earlier, guess what? It's not too late. Today is that day. I'm doing all this work around potential. I'm doing a, a survey of people. I'm reading everything I can find on on how on human potential and how people reach their potential in their career and their life. And one of the things that is so true is they have to take action. It's like that cheerleader who didn't make the team who went to try out for a different squad the next day. The point is, is that 100% of the people who don't try don't make it to that success level. You've got to be willing to step up and say, I'm going to go for this. Henry Ford famously said, whether you think you can or you think you can't, you're probably right. So think about that. Do you think that at age 50 or however old you are, 
sort of that ship has sailed. You've missed the chance to go for your dream. I'm learning more and more that no, now is the time. This is just the starting gate. Everything you did in the first part of your life, everything you did up until now, that was just the foundation. The real good stuff happens after that. And I talked to a guy recently who is 28 years old who thought he has missed the boat. He thought life had passed him by. He wanted to go and be an actor and it didn't work out. He, he had a couple of, he actually got married twice before 28. And both of them didn't work out. He made a whole bunch of life mistakes. And he was actually feeling like life had passed him by. And the more I thought about this and I looked back at myself, I can remember being 26 and seeing some of my friends have outstanding success in their careers while I was still spinning my wheels. And I thought I missed the boat. I had made bad choices in college or right after that didn't get me on the right path and that I would never recover. But you know what happened? I did recover. I had a great career from age 26 until I was in my 40s. So it hadn't passed me by. I think that's just a natural human thing. But we have to believe in our potential if we want to reach our potential. So I did just a quick Google search for some names of people who had that successes later in life. And guess what? Go do late life career success Google search and you will find hundreds and hundreds of people. And a couple of them are the famous ones that you've probably heard before. Many of them were people I'd never heard of. But some of them, like Colonel Sanders, he was broke at age 65. He was broke. And he started selling fried chicken, and then he franchised it. And KFC has become one of the biggest iconic companies ever, and Colonel Sanders died a very wealthy man. Well, at 65 is when he started his company. Roy Ray Kroc, the owner and person who grew McDonald's, he didn't buy McDonald's until he was over 50 years old. So he was my age. Ray Kroc started his McDonald's journey in his early 50s. He was the same age as me. If Ray Kroc, you know, he was selling, he was just a sales guy who saw the McDonald's restaurant and said, wow, we could do something with this. He was looking, though. That's what we have to do. We have to think bigger. My friend Lori Guest, who was a former guest on this show, huh? Lori Guest was a guest on this show. She told me the other day that one of the reasons her career is starting to explode as a speaker and a consultant in the customer service realm is that she has started to think bigger. Well, you know what? That's what we all have to do. We can't sit there and say we can't, we can't, or Henry Ford is right. If we think we can't, it's not going to happen, but it is not too late. You can make that happen. Samuel Jackson, who's one of my favorite actors, he's great. He was having a lot of life problems at age 46 before he ever got the part in Pulp Fiction. No one had ever heard of Samuel Jackson. Now, he's one of Hollywood's leading men. Started his career at age 46. 46 ain't much different than 50. So what is it that's inside of you? What is it that's holding you back? Are you not thinking big enough? Do you feel that that ship has sailed? I gotta tell you, take some time to step back and realize that the world's not against you. The world is for you. If you want to be an entrepreneur, if you want to start your own thing, if you want to grow something, if you want to make something happen, today is the day you have to start. Now I'm saying this, I have to listen to my own words. I've had a lot of successes to get me to where I am, but I am nowhere near the top of this journey. I'm nowhere near the top of this mountain. Now before I let you go, I gotta thank the sponsor of this episode because you wouldn't be listening to cool things entrepreneurs do if it wasn't for Podfly Productions. 
Podfly Productions is one of the best vendors that I have ever worked with in any aspect of my career. If you want to start a podcast, and I know that a lot of you do, you got to reach out to Podfly Productions at podfly.net. In fact, go to podfly.net slash cool things, and they have a special offer for the listeners of this show. They do all the heavy lifting. I just have to record this show, share my thoughts, or do an interview with somebody. And at that point, I hand it over to them. They make sure that the the episode gets edited, they get it uploaded, they make sure that it's on iTunes or wherever you listen to it, that it goes to my website. And I'll tell you, I would never do these things. I'm a one-man guy, I'm a solopreneur. I can barely get stuff done that I have to get done. It's crazy when you're trying to do it all yourself. You have to have the right partner in the right areas. And if you wanna do a podcast, please, please, please talk to the people at podfly.net. So as I wrap up this episode, and it's gonna be a little bit of a shorter episode. I'm actually sitting in my car trying to get this episode done. I've been away. I went out and gave a speech for a few days, and then I met my family in Arizona. And so I've been away for a week, which means I have a lot of stuff I gotta get done, and I didn't have an episode ready for today. But I'm so fired up with this idea that from 50 to 75, I can and will make it the best years of my life. I wanna inspire all of you. Now, as a professional speaker, that's not the topic that I speak about. But I would love to come into a group and talk about how to make 50 to 75 the best years of your life because inside of me, I am burning up that this is something that's so important. As the baby boomers are aging and as Gen X is now crossing into that 50 realm, all of us have to look at the fact that the world is ours. We hear so much about the millennials and they're great. I'm not dissing any of the young people. We were all young people once, but the media is so youth focused. Everything is there but the world really can belong to those of us who are in that second half of our journey. So if you're there, and if you've listened to this episode all the way to this part, and you have any piece of you that says, yeah, I wanna be that guy, I wanna be that woman who does something big from age 50 to 75, maybe now is the time you join The Potential Project. That is my group coaching project that I've put together. And we've got a small but mighty group. Every Monday or Tuesday, we have a call on Zoom and we share our ideas of what we're trying to accomplish. And we support each other. We try to give each other ideas. Now, group coaching is a great thing and I might not be the right one for you, but if you feel like you can't do it alone anymore and you need to have some people who have your back, you need a mastermind group, Join the Potential Project because I am so focused on helping people try to discover what that potential is. We're going to make this journey better together because you can't do it alone. No one's an island. It's a myth that John Wayne, Lone Ranger, you know, uh, theory that we all have. It's a myth. Everybody does it with other people. And you probably need somebody to help keep you accountable and to help you know it's okay and who won't be a naysayer. That's the one rule about the Potential Project. We're not naysayers. We are positively looking at ways to help each other reach the goals that we want to achieve. If Ray Kroc can do it, if Colonel Sanders can do it, if Frank Lloyd Wright can do it, if Samuel Jackson can do it, if hundreds and thousands of other people can have huge successes starting at age 50 or beyond, so can you. Now, if you're listening to this show going, thanks, Tom, you spent the whole time talking about being 50 to 75, I'm 25. Start today. Don't wait till you're 50. Don't wait till you're 50 and you have to say, ah, I made some mistakes along the way. Decide today that you're going to be one step ahead of everybody else because you're not going to wait till you're older to do it. You're going to do it today. 
Look for mentors and look for mentors who are older. I work with these two guys who they just sort of adopted me as their mentors. I think of them as like my extra kids. They're both in their mid-20s and they are so hungry to get out there and find success. They are so hungry to take it over and they are already showing signs that they're going to outpace all of their peers because they're paying attention to it. They're not just waiting for life to happen to them. They're making choices now that are leading them to getting more out of life every single day. I wish I had been that way when I was 26, 27. I wish I had had the same hunger and I wish I had had the belief in myself that the world is on my side, not against me. I wish I knew that I could go out and take risks and if I failed, it was okay. But I know it now. So if you're younger, learn the lessons early and then you can help the next person. Because here's the other thing. If you get mentors and you have people help you along the way, you have to look behind you and put your hand up and help other people. This is one of the biggest problems we have in society is everybody's trying to network and find that person who can help them. They're trying to make those connections so that they can get ahead. But they're not saying, what can I do to help other people? One of my pieces of advice that I have for people who want to get out there and network and grow their opportunities and reach their potential, no matter if they're 25 or 75, is when you walk into a room, don't say, who in this room can help me? Walk into the room and say, who can I help? So people ask, Nick and Jake, the two guys I mentor, how did you ever find Tom as your mentor? Well, you know what? The first thing is they asked. The second thing is they both went out of their way to help me. They helped me get connected to people who could possibly book me. It wasn't just, hey, old guy, you help give me advice. It was they told other people, they told the bosses where they worked, hey, I know this guy and he does speaking and training. That leads to business for me. They didn't walk in and say, how can that guy help me? They said, how can we build a mutually beneficial relationship? That's the thing. I ask people all the time, when is the last time you referred to somebody else and they got real legitimate work out of it? If you can't remember when, change that start today find somebody that you can go out and make a referral where they get hired for whatever their product or service is somebody buys from them or whatever it is they need in life how can you help somebody get closer to their success don't wait until you're older to start mentoring younger people and by the way it's not just age So many millennials can mentor baby boomers and Gen Xers because you know so many things about what's going on with technology. Build a mutually beneficial friendship with people of all ages. We spend so much time talking about the generations and here's my complaint about that. We spend so much time pointing out the differences between the baby boomers, Gen X, and the millennials because that sells papers. We don't spend any time talking about all the similarities and I'll be honest, my observation, most everything is similar. The stuff a 25-year-old is thinking and dreaming about today isn't much different than what I was thinking about and dreaming about 25 years ago. We are so similar. And don't draw lines between generations. If you see someone who's 20 years older than you, they can be your friend. Some of my best friends are 25 years older than me and 25 years younger than me. Make sure that you're not getting caught up in this age thing. And so I've spent a lot of time talking about making 50 to 75 great. Don't get so caught up by the numbers. Look wherever you are and say, I can make my future great. I'm excited about this stuff and I wanted that to be today's episode. It was really, really a wonderful time to go to Arizona. If you get the chance, I feel like I should be on the Tourism Bureau for Arizona. Get out there and make sure that you see the Grand Canyon. Visit Sedona and sit and look in awe at the scenery that's around. 
And if you're in that part of the world, pop on over to Taliesin West and hear the story of Frank Lloyd Wright and everything that he did and the people he mentored and how he changed architecture. All right. That's the show for today. Thank you so much for tuning in. Please look up The Potential Project. You can find it on TomSinger.com. Go to the About button, and you'll see a drop-down menu. There's information right there. I would love to have you join. Today is that day. Follow us on Twitter, at Cool Podcast. Go over to the Facebook page, Cool Things Entrepreneurs Do. And most importantly, if you like this show, tell somebody else to listen to it. Because I'm trying to get more people involved in our little community, and I can't do it alone. I absolutely need you. If you've listened to this show all the way up to the 25-minute mark, you're the person I need more than anybody else. I need you to share this episode. Share this podcast. Let someone else who you know has that spark who wants to do more know that they should be listening to cool things entrepreneurs do. So we're going to be back in a couple of days with an interview with somebody very cool. Thank you for being part of the Cool Things Entrepreneurs Do podcast. Without your participation and listening to these conversations, there is no show. Connect with Tom at TomSinger.com and follow him on Twitter at, at TomSinger. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.